Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, a podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Jason Rogers and today I'll be talking to you about different ways to preserve microbes. Given the importance of microorganisms in biology, as protein production factories, assay targets and as model organisms, the preservation of microorganisms plays a key role in ensuring reproducible results and continuity in research. Maintaining a laboratory of microbial stocks also enables microorganisms to be easily stored and retrieved, rather than continuously subculturing microbial cultures on plates or in tubes, which can lead to the accumulation of detrimental mutations. Depending on the length of storage and type of microorganism, you'll need to preserve them in a specific way. The main reason we preserve microorganisms is to keep them dormant and free from contamination and genetic changes until we're ready to use them for our experiments. This is conventionally accomplished using low temperatures and freeze-drying techniques. These reduce cellular metabolic activity to almost nothing without killing or harming the cells. There are two main ways to preserve microorganisms. Number one, short-term storage, continuous growth. Microbes can be growing continuously for short periods on a suitable growth medium mixed with agar, which is the setting agent. Agar plate cultures of microorganisms are viable for a few weeks when kept in a laboratory refrigerator at 4 degrees Celsius. A similar but slightly longer term method is the stab culture. Pick a single colony from your agar plate with a needle and stab it into the centre of a soft mixture of agar and growth media set into an otherwise sterile falcon or sterling tube. Most microorganisms, example bacteria, fungi and algae, can be stored using this method and it's usually the best way to store microbes that you use regularly. Depending on the species and genus of your microbes, stab cultures can last anywhere from a fortnight to a year. Using nutrients from the culture media, these cultures grow continuously, albeit slower, at lower temperatures, enabling them to survive longer on the available nutrients. To minimise contamination and drying of the agar, the plate should be securely wrapped with laboratory film and stored upside down, agar side up, to prevent condensation from forming on the plate, and tubes and vials containing agar stab cultures should be capped. While the advantage of short-term storage is that your microbes are quick and easy to recover by streaking them onto new plates for new growth, the agar will dry over a prolonged period. Additionally, the nutrients in the culture media become depleted by the microorganisms, and metabolic waste products also accumulate to toxic levels. Nutrient starvation and toxic waste product buildup eventually cause the death of the stored microorganisms. Even worse, the microbes may acquire unwanted genetic mutations. The key point here is to think about the time scale of your experiments and to plan ahead before you preserve your microbes. Number two, long-term storage, cryopreservation. For long-term storage, Microorganisms are cryopreserved at temperatures below freezing at minus 20 degrees Celsius or minus 80 degrees Celsius. You can either put your cells straight into the freezer or snap freeze them using liquid nitrogen. Cryopreservation is suitable for many bacteria, algae, fungi, viruses and protozoa. Ultra-low temperatures drastically reduce enzymatic activity and thus the metabolic process of microorganisms. To prevent damaging and killing the cells via ice crystal formation, remember that ice expands when it freezes, resuspend cells in growth media containing cryoprotectants such as around 30% volume by volume glycerol before freezing. You can also use skimmed milk instead of glycerol. To maximise the recovery rate, it's recommended to freeze cultures at the stationary phase of growth when cell concentration is highest. 
Culture stored at minus 20 degrees Celsius should be stable for at least a year, while culture stored at minus 80 degrees Celsius, or in liquid nitrogen, could be stable for decades. Frozen microorganisms can be retrieved by gently thawing them at 37 degrees Celsius and inoculating the cells into fresh growth medium. There are a few alternative ways to preserve microorganisms. These include freeze-drying. Freeze-drying, or lyophilization, removes moisture from frozen samples through the sublimation of ice in a vacuum, thus arresting microbial metabolic processes and transforming cells into dry pellets for convenient storage and transportation. However, note that lyophilization is unsuitable for certain bacteria and non-sporulating fungi as they may not survive the stresses of dehydration. The suitability of freeze-drying will also depend on what you want to do with your microbes after you've retrieved them. Lyophilized cultures can be recovered by rehydrating the cell pellets in growth media, bacteria and algae, growth medium containing the bacterial hosts, bacteriophages, or water, fungi and yeast, before inoculating into fresh culture media. Micro-encapsulation In micro-encapsulation, cells are entrapped in a matrix of some protective encapsulating material before storage. It has been proposed as a long-term microbial preservation method does not expose the microorganisms to the harsh stresses of freezing and drying. Encapsulation matrices include gelatin, ethyl cellulose, polyvinyl alcohol, PVA. The matrix shields the cells and increases stability during storage. Regarding its benefits into cell viability, microencapsulation of probiotic bacteria and calcium alginate has been shown to improve their viability when stored at negative 80 degrees Celsius. Similarly, electrospinning and electrospraying, where microorganisms are trapped in nanofibers and droplets respectively, have also been used to preserve the viability of sensitive probiotic bacteria. Remember, preserving microbes the right way ensures they are in tip-top shape for your experiments in turn saving you time, effort and money. Short-term continuous growth enables you to retrieve your cells instantly, while long-term cryopreservation can keep your cells viable for years. And for really hardy or really sensitive bugs, there are specialised preservation methods you can try. So that's it for ways to preserve microorganisms. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources, And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bench site. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.